You know my name. You know my story. story. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sound of a Crowd podcast season finale. Um, my name's Adrian Daniels, and if this is your first time watching, just want to let you know this is the show where we chat with um, colorful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian heritage or interest. Um, I'm sat here with Darren, Darren Bond, the entrepreneur. Darren, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too good, bad. Good, like good, good, good. Thank you. Um, Thank so yeah, um, Darren, um, what can I say? Um, you've had quite a journey that I mm. want to share with the whole world. Um, and I think this would be a great uh, platform to to share the journey you've taken. Um, I know you're a big I know you're a big man with quotes. When it comes to quotes, mm. I know quotes is, is mm. your thing. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little icebreaker. Okay. I'm going to hand you a quote, mm -hmm. and this is something either that you've maybe put on your Instagram. It's something maybe it's a title of a book that you've read. Okay. Or it's something that you've shared with me. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I want you to either interpret it or tell like a little story behind it. Okay. All right, cool. Good. So this is the first one. Right. If you can't read it, let me know. Okay. Yeah. It's not the big that eat the small. Mm -hmm. It's the fast that eat the slow. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It sounds familiar. Do you want familiar. to remind you what? what yeah, you remind me. It's a book. Okay. Yeah, it is a book. A book. It is a yeah. book. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you want me to give my interpretation on? Yeah. What's your interpretation? Or what did you like learn from that? Um... Just literally, it's self-explanatory. I mean, it's, it, it, it's it literally, it's 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 the fast day, the slow. It's the fast people that you know grasp the opportunities that are the ones that win. You know, um, the slow, they don't eat. It's it's the fast that eat. So that's literally it's self-explanatory. So yeah, but, first move is advantage. Yeah, yeah, first and, move. And, exactly, yeah. and we're gonna go into that a little bit more because yeah. I know of the course we're gonna go into like your time in Ghana uh -huh. and what you've done and what right. you've accomplished. Um, I know years ago, um, maybe 2016, 2017, you're like, Adrian, mm -hmm. you need to get yourself down here. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you don't get yourself in mm -hmm. at the right time, things are going to pass by. Right. And you're going to get yeah, in then the This right is time. very relevant. Yeah. 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 First move yeah. is advantage. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. So you can put it down. Let's go to the next okay. one. Okay. Cool. You should recognize this one. Okay. Dreams become reality when intentions turn into actions. Mm. Mm. Do you remember that from? Another familiar one. <laughs> <laughs> is this from a book? For Instagram. I said this. Yeah. One of your continues. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, so my interpretation on it? Or yeah, what, what I mean when I said it? this, like a backstory. Okay, um, just again, it's, it's similar to the last one. Um, just, mm -hmm. you know, making things real rather than just thinking about it, just, just doing it, just yeah. taking action to make things, things to real. make things real. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, I mean, procrastination to me, procrastination is just, it's a waste of time. I'd rather do mm -hmm. something and fail than, yeah. you know, um, just dream about it. So that's why I take from this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. And that also reminds me of when you, I mean, when you, um, reach 10 years in Ghana, mm. you, you pull out a post yeah. talking about how the power of manifestation is real and mm -hmm. how you speak and things into mm -hmm. existence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you could say that those two have a parallel. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And, and that post as well. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, mm. yeah. So, so, I mean, it's been, it's coming up to 12 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, in March, I would have been in Ghana 12 years. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, at the time, at the time when I was moving, I think, you know, um, the, the first thing I thought was, you know, I had been coming back and forth from about maybe 2000 and 2010. Mm maybe and um you know every time i came things were changing you know even if it's a new road a new yeah. something some development where you're like look if i miss this that 
I'm, I'm dead. And I remember at the time, my, yeah. uh, my dad, there was a piece of land mm. that my dad had advised me to buy. This was maybe 2000. I hadn't been. Yeah. But he said, look, this is a good opportunity. You need to buy this land. And when I actually came to Ghana, what, what I think at the time it was like, and this is in a good area. This is like, um, it was near Osu. Mm. And uh, okay, and you and you you bought that land? No, no, I didn't, you, buy, the didn't buy the land. Okay. I was like, what? The, what am I buying land in Ghana? What business? <laughs> that? I don't. That, there's nothing in Ghana for me. Yeah. And um, I remember when I came, mm. I was like, oh, take me to the land. This was like three, four years later. I came. Yeah. He was like, what are you talking about? That land's gone. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just curious if we want land in that same area. Yeah. How much would it cost me? Mm-hmm. I remember at the time it was going for maybe maybe $30,000 or something mm. like that. But when I came to, to, and I was interested, I mean, it was looking at, it was almost like 150 or something like that. So yeah. I think that was a wake up call that, you know, if you, you know, if you're slow, slow. You, you miss the boat, you know, yeah. you really miss the boat. So, yeah. So, yeah. It, ma- it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think is, I think um, it's, I think it's a really important lesson that if you don't really act upon you don't really implement you yeah. know, an opportunity that you've seen that mm-hmm. literally like you literally missed the boat oh, 100% missed the boat and you, that other bus may not come yeah. so you need to say the action now 100% absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. while we're on the topic of, of you talking about land and stuff I mean let's I mean we'll, we'll come back to some of the rest of the quotes later mm. maybe we can pick, pick these up towards the end of the episode okay. let's talk about your move to Ghana mm. I think this probably sets, sets the scene so you talking about land if we fast forward to um, your time from your beginning of your time in Ghana to yeah. maybe now, mm-hmm. of course, like you picked up mm-hmm. you know, a strong interest and a strong, um, um, com- a strong competency in mm-hmm. real, on real estate on mm-hmm. you know all these other aspects of mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's let's go back to the beginning. So yeah. when you first came, um, like what was your, your initial impressions and uh, your feelings about like being in Ghana and obviously like I know you were a little bit involved with your dad and mm. you're seeing what he was doing. Right. Like, what was your first impressions when you, when you took that leap of faith and you just packed, you packed your bags mm. and you went, you went to Ghana when you, when you like the first, maybe few months, first few weeks, like what was your initial impressions of Ghana and doing business and mm. your, your, your feelings? Like, like, like to, to talk to me, talk to me Darren. You, you have to remember when I came, yeah. um, it's not the Ghana people see today. You know, the Ghana people see today is like, it's like Las Vegas. It's like literally like when I came, yeah. it was, it was, you know, when I moved, you know, Golden Tulip. The, yeah, the Golden Tulip. Yeah, there was no road mm. outside the main road. That Golden Tulip road was that not road that. Was not there. No, or, or it, didn't, it didn't exist. It was a dirt no. road, right? But I'm giving you so there's context as to when I moved, okay. right? And my first feelings were, can I do it? Can I really stay here long? And you know, when I first came, I actually was going back and forth to London. I couldn't stay in Ghana longer than three, four weeks at a time. Mm. I was going to, I was going back to London every, at least once, every three to four weeks. Were you having cold feet though? Uh, no, no, cold feet. Don't, don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say I had cold feet. (laughs) It wasn't cold feet. It was more, um, culture shock, a massive culture Mm. shock because you have to remember Ghana is a place that you can wake up one morning, internet, electricity, your toaster, (laughs) your iron, everything's broken. Yeah. There's no reason for it. It's just broken. Yeah. Right. And you have to find a way you still have your day to get on. You still have the, the meeting to go to. So mm. things can, things can go very wrong, you know, and it's not something where, you know, you go online and you can go on an app and, you know, somebody will just come fix your stuff. You have to know somebody for absolutely everything. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest challenges when I first came, okay. getting to understand that you need about two or three people that can do everything. Three plumbers, three carpenters, Three, you need them for everything because the first one's going to let you down. Yeah. Second one might say it's going to be an hour when it takes three, yeah. but you need to fix this thing now. You know, so yeah. these are things that you learn as you, as you, you come here. I mean, if you ask me now, Darren, where can I get green shoelaces? I've probably got a number for it. Is it because you just, you have to have a number to solve all your issues because it's not as simple as just yeah. logging online and then yeah. 10 companies coming up to, yeah. you know, um, say this is what you can, this is what you can get. Different you know? systems, isn't it? Like different, totally different systems. Exactly, different, totally different systems. So different. Uh, it, it wasn't cold feet. It was just a massive culture shock. Massive, culture shock. massive, okay. massive culture shock. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. clearly, clearly you, clearly you got over that yeah. hurdle. And yeah. of course, obviously you've gone on to, you know, venture into different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, you mentioned to me the other day that you've, you know, you tried every business under the sun. Yeah. You know, whether it's taxis or yeah. getting into hospitality, mm-hmm. nightclubs as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you start to. You yeah, start I started. To I started it was nightclubs that I really started. Um, you start to build yeah. a little bit of a network from that. Yeah. Um, talk to me about those kind of early, uh, like kind of those early successes mm-hmm. um, through some of those ventures that you went into, like the clubs, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of hospitality, a little okay. bit of investments here, investment there. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, the club, the club, um, the purpose behind the club again was was seeing the opportunity of the lack mm. of clubs. You know, when I when when I first moved, it was more you had like drinking spots, yeah, and you maybe had one you had one club at a time, yeah. Uh, that club was Twist at the time, yeah. Um, but it was just seeing that there was a lack of, mm. you know, and um, every place you went to, I felt like there was outside of Twist. Yeah. Every place I went to, it was there was no effort put into the business. It was just you know paint the walls, put speakers in put some chairs open, you know? Um, So the first business was more kind of giving an experience to people, you know, outside of what they were used to, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I remember when we were first building it, it was like, you know, a lot of people disagreed with how much effort went into it because it was like, it's just, it's just a club. And you know, in in Ghana, industries are now just being created. Now in Ghana, there's a hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. Before there wasn't a a hospitality industry, you know? So, it was uh, it was it was challenging, but it was also rewarding. But again, club for me was never about the money. It, it was more about the networking. Really? Thing. Yeah. It was never about the money. Okay. Um, it, I so mean, you, so it, you knew that straight away. You knew this was like your this was a vehicle for you to build up your network rather than yeah. just, just to generate cash flow. One hundred percent. Okay. Because clubs are not a long term business, so. Okay. What outside of the money? What else can you gain from it? Yeah. You know, every every big man is gonna walk through your doors. You know, everybody mm. that's of somebody is gonna walk through your doors. True. And that's how I got a, a, a good network here in, in in Ghana because, again, you know, everybody likes to have fun, regardless of whatever background you're from. You like to have fun. Yeah. At the time, it was looked down upon. I remember a lot of my uncles were saying, "Why are you open a nightclub? You're gonna be perceived in a certain way." Yeah. But you look past the fact that. I didn't go to school here. I didn't speak the language. Yeah. I mean, what, what <laughs> other, how else am I going to enter Accra? How else am I going to do yeah, it? You yeah. understand what I'm trying to say? So sense. it was more. That's quite an interesting strategy, yeah. you know, to enter, you know, to kind of like um, navigate, you know, the market and uh, yeah. navigate, you know, your, your, your connections list. Yeah, 100%. Microsoft. Never thought about, about that way. Yeah, that's very clever. It's more about the network for me than, mm-hmm. than, than the money. Um, yeah. So again, after that, it was just, you know, how could, I use that as a stepping stone to go into other things. Other things yeah. yeah. And yeah. clearly that's what it that's what it did for you. I yeah. mean I mean you opened up you opened up some business lounges, yeah. which which really which which were good. Yeah. Um you have, so you've gone into real estate. Yeah. Um some really successful businesses. Mm. Um before you got there, you definitely had some some low moments. Oh yeah. I I remember there were times where you probably even had to borrow money, right? Yeah. Just to yeah. stay afloat. Oh yeah. I asked my one of my guests that I interviewed the other day this. I'm gonna ask you this mm. Was there a moment, Darren, where mm. you were very close to picking up your bags and going back to London and say, I'm done with Ghana. I'm done. I'm going back to Average here. I'm done. That's it. You know, the moment you pass two years in Ghana, you can't go back. <laughs> the moment, you, because you Why? feel so invested, you, mm. you know, you, you, you've learned so much, you, you know. Yeah. And, and remember, every day you wake up, in, in, in the UK, you don't have enough role model examples of yeah. people that are successful to yeah. use that as your vim to go and, you know, in Ghana, you, you know, everybody that's successful is your skin color. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So at least yeah. you have a daily reminder that it's possible, yeah. you know? Um, so that's why you, after I passed two years, like, there was no going back and it was like, go back to do what? You, you see what I'm saying? What, what, what am I going back to London to actually do? Yeah. Um, so that's why I decided to stay no matter how hard it got. No matter how hard it got. I mean, there are a lot of people, around the time I moved, there are a lot of people I ca- that came to Ghana. There was a big community of UK um, born and raised yeah. that had moved, US born and raised. US born and raised yeah. A lot of them moved back. A lot of them moved back. But it was more like, I didn't want to feel like I'd lost that something, you know, because to invest that much time in, 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 in a country, you have to stick it out. And it's home, regardless it's of how you want to see it. It's, it's, it's always going to be home. It's true. So it was just to kind of see it through you see know through. yeah 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 and of course you made the most most out of it mm-hmm. um i mean if we fast forward now i mean obviously obviously you're doing pretty well mm-hmm. um 
let's talk about some of the the things that you've been involved in. So mm. now, if we kind of go back to obviously, if we kind of look ahead from mm. when you saw that piece of land that your dad was showing yeah. you, and you don't really like recognize the value. Now you're probably complete, almost a com- not maybe not a completely different person, but you've mm-hmm. gone through a lot of transformation, right? Gone through a lot of life experiences. You've gained a lot of wisdom, knowledge mm-hmm. through that process. Um, of course, along the way to your success, obviously you, you were a little bit involved with um, with Nana, yeah, Nana Bediaka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about some of the projects that you worked. On. I mean, I know you worked with you know, the Quales mm-hmm. Number One on, mm-hmm. you know, um, Oxford, on Oxford Street. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me through um, some of the projects that you were, were, that you were proud that you put mm-hmm. together that are part of across, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the landmarks. And so, those, those projects were, I think, those were a big eye opener to again see what was possible. Yeah. You know. Um, Working and being involved in those projects was a, a very, it was a very, very good experience. You know, um, we learned a lot in those projects. And, um, you know, I, I was able to take a lot of knowledge to be able to apply that to other things that I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, uh, number one, especially, was a very, very interesting project because um, it was such a diverse project in terms of the expectations of the project. You know, you see a big building with lights on it, yeah. but everything that went into that project, it wasn't easy. You know, we were, yeah. th- there were some nights we were at the site till five, 6 a.m. Like we hadn't slept from the night, from the, uh, from the morning before. That's insane. You know, because we had deadlines to meet and stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, Nana's a, he's a, he's a visionary. So mm. uh, he was always very, very focused on getting it finished. and. You know, we were a great team to to be able to finish it, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, the Koales, all of them, very, very intense projects because they, they were so ahead of their time, yeah. you know, in terms of from the decor to the way the business is run. Um, so when you're, when you're bringing something that is new, yeah. it's a massive risk. Mm. It's a massive risk mm. because you're talking about things that people have just started doing in other parts of the especially world especially in this country especially well. in the country yeah. you know your human resource isn't maybe at par with um other countries your 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 you know even your electricity supply your water supply your the basic things that we take for granted in <laughs> in in the rest of the world yeah. these are things that run your business you know when somebody's paying you money to stay in a hotel you can never say to them oh there's water shortage you can't say that to somebody that's paying money to yeah. stay in your hotel but it's a it's a general problem, you see. But it, it, so all of these things are are, are, are massive factors. But again, um, being part of those projects was it was it was very good. It was very yeah very 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 <laughs> humbling experience. And um, yeah, what did you learn the most working with him and working on all of these projects? Mm. Some some of your key learnings. The moment you start, you can't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once the building's there. Yeah. It's just, if you walk away, all that's going to happen is somebody's going to come and finish it for you. So you might as well be the one to finish it. Okay. So once you yeah. start, the, once you start constructing the building, well, anything. Once anything you start, yeah. Once you start anything in life, yeah. you know, um, you just can't stop. Mm. Find a way. If you have to find partners, if you have to, whatever it is, you have to find a way. That I think that's the most I I took from it. And obviously, problem solving as well. It's like because mm. those big projects were so big. I don't. There's no problem solving. I find difficult now you know um things people might find extremely difficult but because you know where you've been and the kind of decisions you had to make at a time yeah your your the scale of your problem solving becomes a lot more proportionate like you you, you know general problems don't become problems anymore they just become it beca- becomes issues yeah. like this yeah. yeah so would yeah. you say like as a, as a person yeah. as an entrepreneur like each project you learn from it yeah and it put you out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah, and it took you like to the next level where yeah. you're able to kind of um, have that capacity to mm-hmm. take on the next project. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Because remember, these projects were running; they were all running simultaneously. Mm. So, whatever hundred problems you had with um, number one, you might have with uh, Qualis, you yeah. might have with um, yeah. Belgrave. So, like again, almost, almost like for like kind of projects. Uh, they were they were very different, different. types of projects. So. Mm your problem solving skills had to be like snappy, you know, Um, because construction that the biggest uh, expense in construction is time. Nothing else. It's the time that you lose. Um, That's the biggest expense. So Mm. that's, it teaches you to kind of be on your feet and make decisions very, very quickly, decisive decisions, you know? So, yeah. 
I mean, that's a very interesting yeah. point because people think it's usually the cost, but it's actually yeah. the time. Because obviously, if if the time of the project is delayed, then project management is you know you know paying the builders, yeah. paying the construction workers, etc. That's gonna extend the cost overall. So you know, the more time that goes into it, the actual the more cost that goes yeah. into the project. So yeah. that's the way people probably need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you've definitely. Um, Definitely worked on some really interesting projects. I think number one is definitely one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, going to school at Morningstar in Cantonments. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously now when I drive past um, yeah. that street, just seeing that building there, it's just completely changed the game. Because like, of course when I went to school at Morningstar, it was not, nothing like that was mm-hmm. on Oxford Street. So I feel like you know that location and that building really stands out in the mm-hmm. past. So you know, really congr- yeah. want to say you know well done to thank you these projects that you helped to bring to life to change you know the landscape of Accra. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I mean, you've definitely turned into this um, entrepreneur and this role model for, for the diaspora, Thank I would you. say. Um, and of course, I mean, you had this alter ego that came, you know, that came about, Dan mm. Bond. Mm. I mean, um, talk to me through that. So, I mean, are you, of course, you're, you're a James Bond fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a James Bond fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. a James Bond fan. Yeah. So that, that alter ego came when um, it, was, it was more to do with uh, his character, he, he's more like, um, he's a doer, you yeah. know, he's, he's, uh, he's a doer. He, he, he does more than he says, yeah. you know, um, that's where it really came from, you know, just being more of an action driven person than a verbal driven person. Um, a lot of things that I do day to day, I, I, I would rather do them than say, I'm going to do them, yeah. you know, cause I feel like when you say you're going to do things, um, you don't have the time to necessarily figure it out and you could just be seen as a big talker, you know, and I don't, I, I would never like to be perceived that way. I'd always like to be perceived as somebody that's just done it, you know? Yeah. Um, very important. Execution based. Yeah. World. Very important. In yeah, the social yeah. media world we have yeah. today. People love to just say, I'm doing this. I'm going. In. Yeah, exactly. Everybody says they're going to do something. It's, you know, but it's until you've done it. Yeah. It's a new, re- new year's resolution. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But, until you've done it, it's just, it's just talk, you know, and it refers back to all those quotes. It's just, mm-hmm. until you've done it, it's, it's, it's literally just talk, it's you talk, know? Yeah. So it was more based, that alter ego is based on, 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 on that, just being a, 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 an action-driven person. Action-driven yeah. person. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, over the years, I've seen, obviously, your, your following grow. I've seen um, your, you know, you people looking up to you more mm. and things like that. Um, of course, now that obviously when you're in when you're in Accra, yeah. you, you know you're usually like a go-to person for mm. you know for lots of, you know for, for various things. Um, how do you like handle like all of the um, all of the like when people are reaching out to you, all of the attention that you're getting, all of the the outreach that you're getting? Is that mm. overwhelming? Is it or is it something mm. that um, you see as a compliment? Like how do you how do you handle all of this? It's, 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 it's definitely it's definitely a compliment yeah. um you again because you because i don't focus on that it it, mm. it sometimes it, it gets it's surprising you know mm. uh, you'll go places people know who you are and it's like you for me it's like you're just doing what you have to do yeah. you know but then when people kind of you know say oh you're that it's it's it's, it's quite it's quite interesting because i'm not i'm not used to that do you yeah. understand what i mean um social media to me is it's fun it's it's uh you definitely have to be able to separate yourself from social media to the real world because i kind of feel like our generation um are the last generation that are able to separate and Mm. and just it's and it's a small it's a small details like i have friends that are younger than me that will call me on snapchat yeah right no way and i've never understood it but (laughs) but for that generation yeah it's normal it's normal do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But but I'm used to okay. Either call me direct at the bare minimum, call me on WhatsApp, right? <laughs> yeah. But it it just shows you the mentality shift. Mm. You know, social media now. Somebody can have a full blown conversation with you on Snapchat. I can't. Yeah. The the, the thought of my conversation disappearing <laughs> gives me anxiety because it's like I want to remember what we what we're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. You understand? So it's just, um, it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting because you. It does. It's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. just not the time I was I was born in, or what I'm I'm used to. We were right on the cusp, genera- generation. What is it, millennial, gen gen actions? But we're still classed as millennials. Yeah, we still we're still classed as millennials. But it's right. that we're right on the cusp. The cusp do you understand yeah. of where we had internet, but now you've got a generation that internet is their norm, oh. like it's their total norm. Mm. And um, <laughs> you know, more power to them because you you've got you, you, 
teenage millionaires are being made every single day online. So more power to them. If that's your normality and that's how you make your money, yeah. by all means. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By all means, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah so, so going back to the whole um, run model stuff, I yeah. mean, I know you've done you know, IG lives in the mm. past, Instagram lives in the mm. past where people have asked you, asked you for advice. Yeah. Has there been like, like a moment or like a, um, a question that you were asked or like, like maybe, maybe kind of advice that you've given that maybe really helped someone or really kind of transformed someone's life? I mean. um, so, so, so a lot of, a lot of younger, younger people, when they, when they reach out to me, a lot of them ask, how can they be like me? Mm. And I always say to them, they should never want to be like you because mm. first of all, they don't know what you did to get to where you are. Yeah. Okay. And second of all, everybody has their own gift. So yeah. if you try to be like me, you're doing disjustice to yourself, disfavor to yourself. Yeah. Because what I might be good at, you may not be good at. What you may be good at, I may not be good at. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So it's, yeah. it's very, um, it's a, you have to be able to, to, to tap into your own gifts and maximize on your own gifts. You know, God gave us all different gifts. You know, no one has the same gifts. There you go. You know, so it's like asking an athlete, how can I be an athlete? But if you haven't lived their life, yeah. you can't. But you could be a great coach. You could be a great, you know, whatever. Do you understand? So it's, yeah. everyone has different talents. So yeah. uh, that's probably one of the number one questions I, I do get asked. Yeah, but number one it's, it's, it's how can you kind of tap into your own gifts and, because at the end of the day, whatever you do, the aim is to be, is to be better. The best aim is to be better, the best version of yourself, yeah. you know, so not the best version of somebody else. Yeah. You know, so, but that's definitely the number one, the number one question. question. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you still quite a way to go to hit your full potential? 100%. I don't mm. think, I don't think, I, I think because, because of the way life is, we, none of us ever reach our full potential. True. Because you constantly learn different things yeah. along the years. Yeah. You know, what interests me today won't interest me in 10 years. Yeah. You know? Um, so, <laughs> it's, you know, how, how you, you just keep evolving. You, you, just, you just keep on evolving. Yeah. You know, in, in 10 years, you, I might say that, you know, I want to go and live in a... Uh, in a barn, I, I don't know. Do you understand? <laughs> Everybody, there's, there might be something that happens in my life between now and ten years from now, or yeah. in, in between the next decade, yeah. that makes me want to do that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, I, yeah. I don't think anybody reaches the full their full potential of themselves. Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah. I think times as times change, yeah. we, we change with it as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Grow and evolve as well. Yeah, as well. and the older we grow, the, the the more I realize we know nothing. Yeah, we actually know nothing because <laughs> we we grow. You learn different things. And then you start to realize we don't know anything. It's true. You know, we it's don't know anything. No one has the right true. answers to what, how life should be lived. No one has the right answers to nothing. Mm. You see, so. We'll continue. Yeah. We, we, can, we continue to learn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of quotes at the beginning of the podcast, yeah. I think one of my favorite quotes is um, when you're in a room of people that you don't know, just, you know, just pretend to not be the smartest person, yeah. you rather the, the, the dumbest person. Right. So you can kind of take in, absorb everything like yeah. a sponge. Yeah. All of the, the wisdom and knowledge that's in that room. Yeah. Um, so you don't be perceived as arrogant or, you know, yeah. like cocky. Observing, observing, it allows you to actually learn. Yeah. You know, um, when you're actually listening in a room, you, you get a chance to go away, observe, you know, and analyze what was actually said in that room, you know, yeah. to be able to apply it to your own life or if you're the one that's constantly talking you're never going to hear what anybody has to say you know so true yeah. two ears one mouth exactly it? god gave us two ears one exactly one exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so you basically um i mean you've been here for 12 years now yeah and you know would you would you i mean i i could say we could argue that you have like maybe the maybe maybe not for everybody but yeah you've you've got some kind of blueprint you understand you know like moving like moving to Ghana or mm. just just moving to another country you know like the pitfalls mm-hmm. and, you know what to look up look look out for how mm-hmm. to approach it what's some of the advice like the warnings that you give to to the diaspora that want to kind of follow in your footsteps or even just move just make mm. them move to Ghana and just be successful in their own right mm-hmm. maybe not a Darren Bond mm. I, I know there's Instagram mm. um copy copycat accounts of you oh, yeah, I mean yeah. and obviously yeah. when you see that it's only a compliment right? yeah right right what advice would you give what, and what warnings would you give to the diaspora that want to 
maybe maybe not even just Ghana. It could apply to maybe other similar countries mm-hmm. as well. I know one one thing that you mentioned is yeah. um, don't just move over. Probably want to have like a job that you can work remotely yeah. whilst you're here, yeah. and then maybe start a side hustle yeah. and build it up, and yeah. then maybe make the switch. Yeah. What's yeah. some of your advice? Um, no, I I agree with what you said. I think if the the, the easiest way. Um, I think would be if you if you do have a job that allow I mean now you know because of the pandemic it's allowed people to um, work from home so the good thing is now people have the opportunity to be able to be in another country but still be able to log in mm-hmm. and work if you have that opportunity then take it yeah. you know m- now more than ever because working remotely is not it's now become a, a, nor- a norm you know yeah. and just allow to allow you to kind of immerse yourself in the culture. You know, to I remember you actually said in one of your podcasts, you said, um, <laughs> "Live no," like, you said, "Live like a no, live, live like a local, live so, live budget, like a, sorry, budget like a local, live like live like a president." That's the one. Yeah. That's the one because you're right. When 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 people come because of they're they're bringing um, foreign currency, it's very strong here. Yeah. So you start to maybe live over your means of what you would have necessarily done if yeah. you were living even in, in in London or the US. But at least if you come here, you know, still being allowed, still, still, still being, you know, working remotely, you at least have the opportunity to kind of just get time to understand the country. Yeah. Because one of the mistakes I made is I, I, I didn't have a backup. And, and not having a backup, it made me make a lot of decisions that I wouldn't have made if I was in a position of um, stability. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I, I opened some businesses in a rush. Um, I opened some businesses because I needed to open some businesses. But if I had, if I could go back, Mm -hmm. I would have probably done it in a different way where, you know, every decision you make, you're making from a decision of stability, not necessity. So like more kind of proactive than reactive. Yeah. 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 Okay. 100%. That's interesting. But again, my life as a norm has been an entrepreneur. Yeah. So somebody that is now wants to become an entrepreneur, they have to be willing to accept that if you're not used to taking decisions like that, yes. you have to ease yourself into it. It's not something that, you know, yeah. uh, because again, like I said, Ghana, Ghana to survive here, you can't just do one thing. True. You can't do one thing. You mm. have to do three or four things mm. to just survive. <laughs> I'm not even talking about succeed. I'm just saying survive. You have to yeah. do three or four things. So, yeah. Um, Especially when it relies on people, right? Yeah. If it relies on people, just the fact that Ghana, everything is so cash based, yeah. you know, um, you need to be able to have more than one stream of income to be able to live consistently, yeah. you know, um, because like money just goes left, right, it, it goes left, right and center. Yeah. It goes left, right and center. Like we don't said, see it, yeah. but it does, <laughs> you know? So if you, if you understand that it's easier to kind of navigate yourself, um, through moving you know yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. totally totally agree i mean yeah. i mean definitely people shouldn't be naive when, yeah. they, when they come over here because mm-hmm. i mean it's so easy to to see how people are living online on mm-hmm. social media it's so easy to just you know spend all this money in the clubs the bars yeah. whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. and you feel like you still got a bit of money left yeah. but you know if you're i think i'm what, I, what i'm trying to say is um Living here is not the same as being on vacation. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's not the same at all. You know. So, it's definitely a, anybody. I would advise if if you want to move here, come in the non-peak seasons. Come and see what life is like. Not at Christmas. Not at Easter. Just on a regular month. On a you know a June and a July. On yeah. a, you know, see see what the country is like then. And yeah. see if it works for you. Yeah. You know, you need to see if it works for you 100%. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the good thing is now because Ghana's becoming uh, a destination, um, you get a chance to meet a lot of like minded people um, that you can relate to. Yeah. Um, which allows you just to, it makes your transition a bit easier, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. it does. And I think just looking at today, I mean, there's a lot of, there's like so many Americans, so yeah, many Canadians. Um, I think the UK diaspora has always kind of been there, but yeah. now it's just growing. It is, yeah. Um, so I think when you have um, this kind of community, it definitely helps to acclimatize the 100%. as well. Yeah. And I think that's something I've, I've noticed as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, like the internet speed is caught up. Mm-hmm. There's different things where you feel like, 
okay, you, you would feel like you're in London, but you're not. Yeah. Or yeah. like America, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with all those points. Yeah. Back to your businesses, right? Mm -hmm. What are some of the, the what are some of the, the proudest um, things that that you've that you've done whilst being in Ghana, and some of the the biggest lessons that you've learned? Mm. I would say the proudest. Um, All are equal to me. Yeah. Yeah. All, 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 you know, all, all, are, all are equal because they're all contributing factors to where I am today. Yeah. Um, they're all contributing. Uh, whether you lost, whether you won, there's still a contributing factor because whatever business didn't work, it's allowed me to say, okay, I'm not going down that road again because of A, B, and C. Yeah. You know, so I get people, you know, call me from, from abroad all the time that want to come to Ghana, that want to invest in Ghana, yeah. with all these business ideas and immediately I hear it, I can say, no, 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 don't because of A, B, and C, you know, so that, but that's experience. That's, yeah. that's, that's experience is, you know, so it allows you, um, I consult a number of different, um, African-Americans that do want to invest also in, in, in Ghana. Yeah. Um, and I just give them the real because yeah. if you don't give them the real, Ghana will take longer to develop, you know, if you give them the real, then at least you allow people to gain some trust. You know, the worst thing you want to do is to oversell a country. <laughs> Everyone comes in and they run away. You see what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's better to just be realistic and say, yeah. no, okay, yes, there's massive opportunities in Ghana. There are massive opportunities in Ghana. Yeah. But just take into account A, B, and C because yeah. those things are big things to, that can affect your business. You was know? there like a big pitfall that you like ran in? I mean, of course, there was probably pitfalls right yeah was it like a big like oh my gosh like i wish i knew that moment when you were living here well i mean obviously you live here but like during the time that you live in ghana was there anything that stands out to you then mm. like like maybe you went through that particular thing mm -hmm. and like you know oh, i wish i knew this i wish you know, um, told me about this so so I, I okay so maybe 2000 and uh 14, 2014, I opened a chain of um, yeah. fast food Chinese restaurants. Yeah, right? I remember. Uh, they were called um, Kung, Kung Food Takeaway. Yeah. And um, I opened, I think I opened about, I opened four in the space of around one year. Wow. Okay. And I remember at the time, my prices were based on, you know, because I had to import a lot of, uh, you know, Chinese ingredients, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And my prices were based on you know, the Ghanaian city, but I was importing. Yeah. But what ended up happening is because the city around that time started to depreciate, mm. I couldn't maintain the prices of my food. Okay. Because I was importing everything and yeah. I'm importing based on a dollar. Yeah. So what happened is the food prices became too expensive. Okay. Now, could anybody plan for this? No, I don't study economics. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. But neither do I study inflation, but, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, but but you know, but but yeah. again, it's only experience that now you take that into account as another factor yeah. in your business operation. Now, any business I do, I always take into account: can the depreciation of the city mm -hmm. affect my business? True. And if it that same money is, it needs to be required on the world market for whatever it is, whether it's trade and whatever it is, yeah, and it can be affected then I'm not going there. Or if I'm going there, okay. what kind of, um, you know, safety nets am I putting there to ensure yeah. I, don't, I don't lose? Is this why real estate as an asset has really appealed to you? Real estate, 100%. Our real estate is based on the US dollar. Mm -hmm. um, so it allows you to, again, peg your investment. It allows you to peg your investment on something, you know. Um, and they always charge, let's say, rents and sales are always based on the dollar equivalent at the time, yeah. which isn't a nice feeling. I mean, of course <laughs> you would love to just have it as the city, but yeah. the real is the real, do you yeah. understand? So, Dollars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is a question that's, yeah. just, that's just come to mind. Um, of course, you know, everyone is racing. Like you said in, mm. on one of your Instagram posts that, you know, this would be a country that everybody would race to. Yeah. Right? Now that's actually happening. Obviously yeah. it's, a, it's a prophecy that's been filled um, that you foresaw. Um, Right now, we see everyone racing to to Ghana to mm. you know to purchase property and to, you know to rent out property. And mm. obviously, we've just come, we've just gone past December. Mm -hmm. 
so much rent, so much properties being mm. rented out. You know, people can't even get rooms. Mm. You know, it's, it's just absolutely insanity. Yeah. Um, so this is like a double barrel question mm. to you, right? Where do you see the market going? Maybe in the next five years. I mean, it's hard to tell, right? But mm. I mean, I mean, in your eyes, like, where do you see like the, like the property real estate market market going in terms of buying property and renting a property? People are saying that now, like prices are being pushed up too high because mm. you know everybody's running to Accra. Like, how do you see how do you see that that landscape like evolving? Like, do you think it's gonna be Accra is gonna be too expensive that people can't afford anymore? Or do you feel like there's gonna be um, maybe a bit more affordable property um, in Accra, or people are, are we gonna now start to see, for example, um, Nana's project in the mm. Western region? Right, right, um, right. You know, I can't remember the name of it. Mm. Um, are we start are we gonna start to see maybe little smart cities or, you know, a metropolis being built? One, 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 one hundred percent. So, so. Right now, if you look at Accra, right? Yeah. It's like um, Accra, in, in the grandest scheme of things, is a very, very small city, right? Mm -hmm. And we only have specific pockets of land that can be developed, yeah. right? That have infrastructure for development, right? Yeah. So naturally what happens is it's all demand and supply driven, right? There's a heavy demand right now for, for real estate, yeah. whether it be from locals, whether it be from foreign investors, there's a demand. Yeah. But naturally what happens is that the moment the center becomes too saturated, it starts to spread. Naturally, mm. that's what happens. happens yeah. So now, because there are still small pockets, people can develop, people can buy, people can whatever. Yeah. The spread hasn't happened yet as, as it's going to. Yeah. The spread only happens when there's nothing left. Nothing left. It's, a, it's, a, it's a dry desert. That's the only time the spread happens where it now becomes where people can actually say, you know what, I can't get. So I'm going to have to... Um, look at moving further out. A little bit like the UK. Like yeah, because some people look down on, on moving out of Accra, but yeah. that's still because they still have the choice. True. You have the choice, you, whether you like it or not, you're, <laughs> you're going to have to move out. So Get kicked out. Yeah, yeah so naturally, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I know you've um, got quite a few, um, obviously you've got quite a few investments yeah. that you've been doing in Ghana. Mm. Obviously, you've been in Accra for a while, been in Ghana for a while. Mm. You know, you've, you've gone through it. You know, you're now success. Talk us through some of the investment. I know that you now start to look at the America, yeah. US as a new market investing. Yeah. Talk me through some of the um, the, the, the motivations behind that and, and some of the investments you got in the moment. So America was, the investments in America was based on the fact that, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, it was how, how do you, you know, build sustainable businesses that can last, that are, coronavirus proof right not even coronavirus proof but yeah. they can sustain coronavirus right yeah, and um, uh, naturally what happens is you know in Ghana unfortunately we don't have you know government stimulation into the economy right the government's not going to um, wake up today and say oh I'm throwing three trillion into the economy where everyone can say okay yeah let me get my small no share stimulus, no stimulus right there's no, no stimulus no, none yeah. of that so the, the, you know Ghana's now going to be licking its wounds repairing from what happened, you know, yeah. from the borders being closed to yeah. a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Even barriers to entry to enter the country. It was already expensive to come into Ghana. Do you understand? <laughs> from your visa to your flight to your accommodation. Yeah. Now you go and add your COVID test and your this and your that. By the time you've entered the country, you've spent your spending money. It's a big you know, turnoff. You, you, it? you see, it's a yeah. big turnoff. Yeah. So um, the, the view on investing in America was because Again, there are stimuluses. It's just about diversifying. It's not. It's not um, anything else but just diversifying. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Multiple streams of income. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So. And um, is there any kind of like current or upcoming investments or projects that you're working on that you, that you wanted to yeah, share? Yeah. So I'm working on a few commercial real estate projects at the minute in mm -hmm. in America. Um, yeah. Uh, so I've been back and forth a lot at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so um, a few commercial real estate, more hospitality related. Yeah. Um, again, it's, you know, going, moving into a city, same concept, you know. Yeah. How can I establish a network before I actually play big? You know, that's, yeah. that's, my, that's my model, you yeah. know. Um, Do you also so. see it as a new challenge? 100% new challenge you know not having three phone numbers, uh, you know, <laughs> having All to find stuff. those three phone numbers again for this, yeah. for that. You know, being burnt a few times with people that say they can do stuff, they can't do it. Yeah, it's yeah. all a learning curve yeah. again. But yeah. again, 
it's all part of the process. Once you've done it, nobody can take that from you. That's that's the good thing about it. Nobody can ever take it one from you. One of my you, favorite so, lessons. Yeah. One of yeah. my favorite lessons. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And um, do you see like, when you're investing in US and yeah. in Ghana, like do you definitely see like any differences in terms of like, you know, some of the, the cities over there compared to that like, maybe city, Accra or other cities and other cities in Africa? Do you see any mm. like similarities and differences um, mm. that, that you feel like maybe um, advantages or maybe disadvantages? Yeah, I think, I think uh, obviously America is a lot more developed than, than Ghana, but I, I do believe that there's some states in the US that are still developing. Yeah. You know, if you, if you live in the US, you won't see it. But because I've lived in this terrain, you can yeah. see it. You, you see know, it, you yeah. can see it's still a developing state. Yeah. Um, or city, um, so there are opportunities still, you know, okay. and it's it's just a bigger market, you know, it's mm-hmm. a bigger market from the population to the spending power to so many different things, you know, yeah. in Accra, your, your your spending power is purely based on a lot of the time who you know, unless you're looking to do business um, on a level of of masses, yeah, right. But I also have to accept the truth that because I didn't grow up here my i will never understand the masses the way somebody that grew up here understands the masses I, that's yeah you see what i'm saying so the there's difference. nothing there's there's no, they will know yeah. you understand because mm. they, they know what impulsively why people buy they they yeah. know it, they know it yeah. i would have to figure it out or have someone on my team that figures that out but from from a general standpoint yeah um it's just a bigger market, you know, because you've got different things. You've got credit facilities. You've yeah. got, you know, so I many different really things. Have, yeah, yeah, we don't really, we don't really have that. So, yeah. people have more buying power, uh, consumer power and stuff. So definitely, yeah, yeah. So it's safe to say you've definitely take, you've taken your learnings, experience, yeah. and you know your resources, and you've been able to kind of, you know, get involved in business yeah. over there. Amazing. Yeah. And I've enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, let's let's start to wrap this up with okay. some of the quotes that. Um, okay. We didn't get through. So here's another one. I want you to take a look at that. Okay. The moment you decide to stay ahead is the moment you never have to catch up. Okay, that's my quote. Yeah, you finally is one that you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my quote. So this this um this when I said this, it was more to do with um it's more to do with never being kind of content with where you are mentally, yeah. you know. Um and when I say content, I don't mean being dissatisfied. Yeah. I just mean just understanding that every morning you wake up, somebody wants your position. Every every morning, when you're when you when somebody wants it, do you understand? So the moment you decide to sleep, somebody's coming for it. You know that's <laughs> that's that's the way I see things. Yeah. Um, so that's why I always like to kind of just I would like to believe to stay ahead. Um, you know, never become complacent in my level of thinking. Um, it's mainly ment- mental. Yeah, you know, because there's always somebody, there's a younger person, somebody more able, somebody more fit, yeah. that can come and take the rug from <laughs> under your feet. You know, so yeah. if you're not always kind of a step ahead, that, that's yeah. that's what happens. And you've seen it with massive businesses. I've seen you know? it with businesses yeah. with different industries, yeah. different you know, different 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 types of things in the world. Yeah. Um, and do you feel like that puts pressure on you? Maybe as a, you know, as Darren, as Darren Bond. No, it's fun. It's it's all part of the journey. Part it's fun. It's yeah, it's all part of the game. It's yeah. it's fun, you know, because it just lets you see things from a different perspective all the time. And you're allowed to, you know, it allows you to just kind of reflect, you know, just before you go to bed, when you wake up, you yeah. know, what did you do today? How could, what could you have done better? Yeah. How tomorrow are you going to, you know, because I mean... Today's not promised, tomorrow's not promised. So if you have a chance to wake up <laughs> and recreate yourself or make yourself better, why not? Because somebody tomorrow's not going to wake up. And, it's true. You know, it's true. Somebody's in a sick bed right now wishing they had your problems. Whatever problems you think you <laughs> had, somebody's there thinking and wishing, I wish I had that person's problems. It's true. So pick your battles. Yeah. 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 Let's finish up this last one, Dan. Okay. Um, it's a bit, of a bit of a longer one. Oh, that mm-hmm. just fell in there. Um, actually, there's two, but yeah. um, I'm gonna you're gonna let you pick one. Okay, just, just pick one. I'll pick this yeah. one. Okay, cool. It's not the honor you take with you; it's the heritage you leave behind. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I posted that recently. Yeah, it's number one that you posted. Um, this was to do with. This was to do with legacy. 
Mm. Yeah, this was to do with um, it was to do with legacy. It was to do with you know, how can you you know, whatever you do today, what you know, what impact do you leave for tomorrow? That's what more ways is to do with. Um, I think it's important because yeah. you know you want to live with a purpose. You want to live with uh, you know when you leave behind you want to have impacted some people's lives it could be it could be anybody it could be something you said to them it could be just making them smile it could yeah. be whatever you know but it's just um it's just what you know it's your legacy what do you what do you leave behind and that doesn't need to be money it doesn't even need to be a name yeah. it just needs to be you know if something happens to you what would that person say about you true you know the people that have been in your life what would they say about you so yeah yeah, yeah. Is it, is it Maya Angelou? It's how you make them. It's how you made them feel, right? Isn't it? One hundred percent. I mean, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a yeah. good quote to to kind of end this on. Yeah. Um, obviously, you mentioned legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Virgil just passed. Yeah. Obviously, that's someone that left right. a legacy, and you know, hopefully, we're going to see you continue to do great things and right. leave a legacy beyond. Right. Um, one last thing: Is there anything that you want to? Any kind of last bits of wisdom, gems, or anything that you wanted to to say before you wrap this up? Mm. Whether it's uh, whether it's someone that wants to move to Ghana, whether it's someone that wants to st- you know start business, mm. whether that's someone that just wants to be the best version of themselves, Darren. Any tip it could be anything. Take your time. You see, I don't want to sound cliche, so yeah, because a Feel lot free of things. To say cliche. Nah, I mean, Feel free. just sometimes just, it works. Um, look, yeah. just do just just do as you say. Just that's do as it. you say. Just, just do just as do you say. You. Just yeah. do you. Just do as you say because yeah. you know, like I said, we live in a world now where everybody just just talks. Nobody does. So, <laughs> um, yeah. just just do as you say. That's yeah. it. So m- more doing, less talking. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And it could be anything. It, it could, could be, be if you decide that you know a family is what you want to go and have. Go and have it. You understand? <laughs> if if yeah. whatever it is, it could be. Yeah. If you say today that you're gonna. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. You understand? Just just yeah. do it. Just just, just do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is that you want to pursue. Yeah. Dan, I've really enjoyed um, this conversation. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, for you guys watching, uh, thanks for watching the Sound of Acquire podcast. Um, for the show notes for, for, for today's episode, please head over to soundofacquire.com forward slash Darren Bond. We'll have all of the nuggets and the references from, from today's show. And yeah, that's it. We have that's all we have for season three. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Agent Daniels. You are Darren Bond. <laughs> I love. I love. I always love to say that because it always throws everyone off. Um, see you next time. Thank you. Right. Cheers. We good. Good. All in one take. Thank you. Quick.